pray, we lift up the needs before God. We lift up our own needs before God, and we lift up the needs of the people that are around us before God, and we ask God to move in their lives. Hi, this is Pastor Jones from the Wesley Amazon Church. We're concluding our series today, How Are You Doing? And we're closing out with a message, Pray for One Another. We've been sharing from the elements of what we call a class meeting, the different things that we engage in in order to promote spiritual growth within the life of our church. But the last thing that we do is we pray for one another. So today's message is encouraging us to pray one for another. Let's go into the message. Amen. Amen. God be the glory for all of the great things that he has done. Amen. Amen. First, giving honor to our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, and to uh, Reverend Wanda Cutperson, to Reverend Alicia Starnes, to all of the officers and the family and the friends and the members of the Wesley AME Zion Church. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. 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 A text that was read earlier out of First Samuel chapter 2, I just want to lift up that first verse out of that text. The first verse out of that is what I want to lift up this morning. And it reads, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of praying for one another, praying for one another. We will conclude our series this morning with this final element of our class meeting system is praying for one another. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, I thank you for allowing this opportunity. I thank you, God, for allowing this time and this space, oh God to deliver your word to your people, God. I pray, Father, for understanding. I pray for wisdom. I pray, God, for you to speak through me now, God. Speak, God, boldly and clearly, Father. And I pray, Father, that you would open our ears and help us to listen. I pray, God, that you would open our eyes, for we want to see Jesus. Then I pray that you would open our hearts, that we might receive him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the blessed Holy Ghost, amen. Praying for one another. When we talk about prayer, prayer is one of the most important things in our lives. Prayer is one of the most important things that we can ever engage in in our lives. But if you're like me, you start to think about things and you start thinking back to when you were taught the elements of prayer. Remember when you were taught how to put your hands together before you prayed and and you were taught how to get down on your knees, maybe beside the bed, and, and offer your prayers up to God. And even sometimes we were taught the words of prayer. Yes, we were even taught the words of prayer where we were given those instructions on how to call upon God. You remember those prayers that started off, Now I lay me down to sleep, and I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Those prayers that we were taught as children and, and even the prayers that we were taught as we went in to eat our dinner or eat our lunch, we were taught to put our hands together and pray saying God is great and God is good and we thank him for this food and by his hands must we be fed. 
Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Those prayers that we were taught. And yet, if you had somebody that was a little too hungry, they gave you this prayer. Good God, good food, good meat, let's eat. Amen. But when we think about that, someone was teaching us how to engage a holy God. Someone was teaching us how to go before the throne of God. They were showing us through the, the meals. They were showing us through the bedtime experience of how we should engage a holy God in prayer. And they were also teaching us that we needed to call upon God in the midst of prayer. They were giving you the posture of prayer. They were giving us the words of prayer. When we're early uh, in our life, we don't really know how to pray, but they were teaching us on how to pray. And as we grow in our life and as we grow in our walk with Jesus, we began to learn how to pray on our own. We began to learn how to lift up our petitions before God. We began to learn how to lift up our voice and lift up those words that would move heaven and move the throne of God. But somebody had to teach us about praying. Somebody had to teach us that prayer was a part of our lives. But as we grow older, some of us seem to have forgotten how important prayer is. As we've grown older, some of us seem to have forgotten the lessons that we were taught in prayer. We seem to have forgotten about the posture of prayer. We seem to have forgotten about even going before God in prayer. Yes, no matter how old you get, we still need to take our prayers and our petitions before a holy God. We still need to fall on our knees. We still need to call upon the name of God because he's the only one who can deliver us from our problems. He's the only one who can do something about our situation. But one of the reasons that we pray for others is because God desires us to pray for other people. God's word even tells us that we ought to pray for other people. When you look at scriptures like Ephesians 6 and 18 and, and James 5 and 16, where it encourages us to pray one for another. But we also pray for ourselves and, and others because we know that God is the one who holds the power. Yes, the reason that we engage in prayer is because God holds the power. We're calling upon the one who holds all power and authority in his hands. We're calling upon a sovereign God who will come and involve himself in the midst of our troubles, our trials, and the conditions of our life. We're calling upon God because he is the one who can do something about our troubles. But prayer also acknowledges that we can't and God can. I don't know about you, but I've come to a place in my life and I understand that I got a whole lot of limitations. There are a whole lot of things that I cannot do in my own strength and in my own power. There's a whole lot of things that I, I simply can't get done. There's a whole lot of things that I would never be able to achieve. But I remember and I understand that I've been taught about prayer. And I call upon the name of Jesus. I call out to a holy God in prayer and God begins to move in my troubles and in my trial. God begins to move in those situations that I can't move in. Yes, when I am weak and helpless, I can call upon the name of Jesus and he can show up in the midst of my trials and tribulations. When I don't have the power, I call upon the one who has the power. And he shows up in all of his glory. He shows up in all of his splendor and moves on my behalf. One of the things that we've got to be clear about is prayer is a vital and important part of our lives. But if we refuse to engage in prayer, what we're simply saying is we don't need God to help us. Yes, when I don't pray, I don't need God to help me. 
because sometimes we think we can do it on our own. But it's when we realize that we can't get it done in our own strength and our own power. It usually moves us to that place where we've got to pray. It moves us to that place where we've got to talk to a, a holy and sovereign God and ask him to come and get involved in our stuff because we don't have the power. But the quicker we learn that and the better we get at calling upon God in the first place, the more our lives will be all right because we have called upon God before the trouble got too deep. But if we are praying every day. If we're calling upon God every day, if we're falling on our knees about the conditions of our life every day, then God is involved in our life every day. Sometimes we just want to do things on our own. I get it. I understand. But I need God to move in my situation. I need God to move in my life. So I call upon the name of Jesus. I call upon God in prayer because I know I can't do it in my own strength and in my own power. But as we discover the needs and concerns of others, offer, we offer prayers of supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving. Yes, as we discover the needs of others, we offer prayers of, of supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving. When we take a look at our first point, we want to understand this morning this, that we offer prayers of supplication. Yes, when I understand that I'm offering prayers of supplication, I'm offering prayers to those who, who may not be able to pray on their own. I'm offering prayers to God where I'm asking God to move and meet the needs of my life. When we think about it, when we talk about supplication, it's a simple request or petition that we're making to God. The Greek word for that is deasi. Deasi is a word that is shared to let us know that we should be praying for the needs and the conditions of life. Yes, we should be petitioning God for the needs and the conditions of our lives. We should not go in life and go through life without asking God to meet the needs and the conditions of our lives. That's when we get ourselves in trouble. And again, when we're saying that we don't need God. We're trying to do it on our own. But if we wake up every morning understanding that I need God every day. Every day starts with a word of prayer. Every day starts with me falling on my knees or, or putting my face down and asking God to move in my life. Every day starts with asking God to be involved in my daily life. Every day has to be started with us petitioning God, making our needs known before the Lord. And yes, we have needs every single day. And don't take for granted just because we wake up in the morning and there's food and there's water and there's clothing that everything is all right. We need to make sure that we are petitioning God every day for our needs. We'll make sure that we are petitioning God every day for our particular or special needs. Yes, we go before God and we offer sometimes what we call general prayers. Prayers that we are offering before God and, and prayers that we're praying for, you know, just individual random things. But what about some of those specific needs of our lives? Some of us may have some financial needs. How are we petitioning God for that? Are we putting in supplications for those financial needs that we have in our lives? Some of us may have some health needs that we, we need God to address. Are we putting in our supplication for God to meet the needs of our health? Are we simply asking God to be involved in our lives? Again, prayer is one of the most powerful tools that a Christian has, but it's also one of the most neglected tools that the Christian has. When we understand that God has given us a right to pray before him, he's given us the opportunity to pray before him. 
And I'm so glad again, and I've shared this before, that when God rent the veil in two from in the temple and he tore it from top to bottom, he was opening the door for you and for I to be able to come before his throne with, with thanksgiving, to come before his throne boldly and make our petition known for him. But we fail sometimes to simply just pray, to simply lift up our voices for the needs that are in our lives. But we got to acknowledge that there are people in our lives, too, who need prayer. And we lift them up in prayer as well. We go before God and we ask God to pray for them. I don't think we realize how much time we could really spend in prayer if we pray for all of the needs that we have and we pray for all of the needs of the people around us. Think for a moment when you start praying in the morning, when you get up out of bed or and get on your knees or however you pray, when you start praying and you begin to pray and thank God for allowing you to see another day. And you thank God that you can wake up and you can you can have the usage of your limbs and, and you woke up this morning in your right mind. When you get through thanking God for that and you begin to pray about the needs of your life and then you begin to your mind begins to move to the needs of others and you begin to pray about the needs of those around you. We ought to be offering up supplications. We ought to be offering up prayers for the needs of people. That's what it is. We're praying one for another. And this last part of the element of our class meeting system is we close out the meeting praying for one another. We close out the meeting having somebody pray for someone else. We're not praying for our own needs at that time, but we're praying for needs for one for another. We've got to be more intentional about praying one for another. We got to be more intentional about seeing the needs around us and praying for those needs. We've got to pray that God would move on behalf of others the same way he's moving in our life. He's got to move on behalf of other people. What is the needs or concerns that you are seeing in the lives of the people that are currently around you? And a better question is, are we praying for those needs? Are we lifting them up before God? Are we going before God and giving them and uh, giving God the prayer request that will help change and transform their lives? One of the challenges that we make sometimes is that we have uh, sessions where people are not willing to be open and be honest about the needs of their life, about the status or the situation of their lives. One, because sometimes we don't trust people. And because we don't trust people, we don't want to tell people what we're dealing with or what we're going through that we can get them to pray for us. We've got to learn that we've got to be able to trust people. We've got to learn that we've got to be able to trust someone and I can be able to share. Is there someone that you can share with and you know that you can trust that person and as you share with them, they're praying for you. That's what we've got to understand and to know that and when I pray, when I ask somebody to pray for me, I want to know that if I'm asking them to pray for me, that that's what they're going to do. They're going to pray for me. We've got to be the type of people that you can be trusted. And when people give you a, a petition to lift up before God, that they can trust you to take that petition before God and not before the world. Yes, we've got to make sure that whether it's shared with us privately or whether it's shared with us publicly, that we're putting it in the arena of prayer. Yes, we're not taking it to the streets. We're not taking it to the phone line. We're not taking it to the gossip line, but we're taking it and putting it in the arena of prayer.
When God gives somebody uh, to you and they're telling you what's going on in their life, then you take it to God in prayer. When God allows somebody to come to you and trust you and share the, the intimate details of their life with you and the struggles that they may be facing, you take it to the arena of prayer and you keep it in that arena of prayer and you pray on behalf of that person. You lift up supplications to, that, uh, to God on behalf of that person because God has allowed this person to come to you as a trusted individual to be able to share and to pray on behalf of them. And when we understand that we're praying one for another, sometimes we're lifting up supplications before God to meet the needs that are in our lives. But it starts with us simply praying and simply having a desire to pray. And as we pray, we lift up the needs before God. We lift up our own needs before God and we lift up the needs of the people that are around us before God. And we ask God to move in their lives. And when we think about asking God to move in the lives of the people, it leads us to a second point, which is we offer prayers of intercession. Yes, we offer prayers of intercession into the lives of those who we're praying for. Yes, it's one thing to see a need in the world and, and do nothing. But we have to make sure that when we see needs, that we are lifting up those needs in prayer, that we are willing to pray for those people that we see in need. We're willing to pray for the needs that we see in front of us. But intercession happens when we petition God on behalf of others, when we petition God on behalf of someone else. And, and, and John uses uh, different words here. And as he uses the different words here in our text, or Paul uses different words here in our text to amplify prayer. He uses the first word supplication. And then he uses a word here called intercession. Yes, he uses the word intercession here, signifying that we should have an intentional prayer life for other people. Yes, we ought to have part of our life, a uh, prayer life set aside to pray for our own individual needs. But there's another part of our prayer life that should be set aside to intercede on behalf of others. What do you mean, Jones, about interceding? You already talked about people praying for others. Sometimes interceding goes a little deeper than that. Sometimes interceding goes to the point where there's a deep prayer. On behalf of a person, we're, we're really bombarding heaven and really knocking on heaven's door for this person. Many of us have had loved ones that have been sick and and you've asked people to intercede on their behalf and, and you ask people to pray. And I'm sure that when you ask them to pray on behalf of your sick loved ones, depending on how dire the situation was, you wanted them to really knock on the doors of heaven. You wanted them to really bombard heaven's door on behalf of your loved one. Intercession is a, where we go to God. We go in a deep level of prayer for an individual. We go into a prayer for the person in a way that we're trying to move heaven on behalf of this individual. And we're trying to move heaven. We can't just go with those pitiful prayers sometimes to try to move heaven. We've got to go into deep intercessory prayer to move heaven. And we've got to go into that prayer sometimes where we're including and, and incorporating the corporate body of Christ to pray on our behalf. To all operate as intercessors that they might go before God to help deal with the situation. We need all hands on deck type of prayers. We need all power types of prayers. Those are the prayers that are being lifted up in intercession where we're asking God to move in a great and a mighty way. And we're asking God to come and do only what he can do. But Paul urges Timothy to pray boldly. 
and praying boldly on behalf of others. That's what we do in intercession repair. We pray boldly on behalf of others. We're bombarding heaven's door. We don't stop. We keep praying. We keep praying and we keep praying until God moves. It's not about praying and walking away sometimes. When it comes to intercessory prayer, it's about staying in that arena of prayer until heaven moves. It's about staying in that arena of prayer until God moves on his throne. So when we intercede on behalf of other people, we're willing to stand in the gap. We're willing to be that one that stands in the gap between them and God. Maybe the person can't pray for themselves because of this, the condition that they're in. We can stand in the gap and be an intercessor for them. I've grown into the habit of when I pass by now and I see an accident on the highway, no matter how bad it is, I began to intercede on behalf of the people. If someone broke down, I just began to intercede that God would allow them to get their vehicle fixed with the minimal amount of money if cost possible. I pray that God would allow the vehicle to be fixed with nothing serious. I pray that God would begin to give them the resources to meet the needs of getting their vehicle fixed. I pray and intercede on behalf of them, or maybe somebody's injured. I pray that God would move and help that person and to restore their life or either restore their health. I pray and I intercede intercede on behalf of an accident that I see on the side of the road. Do I know these people? No, I don't. But I've begun to feel it in my heart that I've got to begin to intercede because there's a need there. I got to intercede because somebody could be in trouble there. I got to intercede because somebody's life could be hanging in the balance. And if I don't intercede, then that may mean the difference between them leaving this world or staying in this world. We've got to learn that intercessory prayer matters and it's important that we engage in intercessory prayer. But we got to make sure that we are engaging in intense prayer on behalf of others when we're doing intercessory prayer. When you think about intercessory prayer, there are examples in the Bible. When you look at Exodus 32 verses 11 through 14, and you see that Moses was up on the mountaintop with God and he was receiving the Ten Commandments, but the people were down in the valley and it says that they had begun to have drunken rivalries and they began to make golden calves and, and began to worship them. God told Moses at that moment that he was going to check them all out. But Moses interceded on their behalf before God and say, God, don't do this thing. God, the people in the countries around, they'll say that you bought your people here and you couldn't keep them. You bought them out here in this wilderness for them to die. Moses interceded on behalf of the nation of Israel and God spared their life that day. Yes, God saved them that day because God was ready to take them out. But it was the intercessory of Moses that stopped the hand of God. And then when you think about uh, people that are doing things and operating in positions of, of authority sometimes and, and you think about praying for them and that we need to pray for people in positions of authority, that God would intercede on their behalf, that God would move because they need God just like anyone else. And I pray that you're interceding on my behalf because I need you praying for me. I need you lifting me up before God. I need you interceding on my behalf before the Lord. I need all of the prayers that I can get. And I pray that you understand and know that I'm praying for you and I'm interceding on your behalf. And sometimes we are just like Job. Our stuff doesn't turn around until we begin to intercede for somebody else. Yeah, in Job chapter 42, you'll find that Job, God told Job to pray for his friends. 
It's as the friends brought their offerings to Job and Job prayed for the friends. It said it turned the captivity of Job. Is when we intercede on behalf of others and when we pray for other people, we have to understand that there is a need for us to pray. And there's a need for us to pray on behalf of others, because if we're not praying for other people, they may not be praying for themselves. And I pray that we're interceding for our children and we're praying on our children on a regular basis, because sometimes our children don't know that they need to pray for themselves. Sometimes they don't realize that they need to pray on a daily basis for themselves. So let us intercede for our children on a daily basis so that we might help them to move through life and come to uh, uh, the life that God wants them to live because we've been praying for them. We've been praying for their strength. We've been praying for their salvation. We've been praying that God will keep them and protect them. We've been praying for them. And because we've been praying for them, they're making it through life. They may not understand it. They might not even know that you're praying for them, but because you're praying for them, they're making it through life. And when we understand the power of intercessory prayer, we will offer up intercessory prayers. But not only must we offer up prayers of suffocation and prayers of intercession, we've got to also offer up prayers of thanksgiving. Yes, we've got to make sure that we're offering prayers of thanksgiving as well. When we offer the prayers of thanksgiving, we're coming before God and we're saying, thank you. When we sometimes just get on our knees and say, thank you, Lord. I'm not coming, God, to, to ask you for anything. I'm, I'm not coming, God, to petition you or to lift up any direct needs. God, I just want to come to say thank you. Sometimes we just got to get on our knees and say thank you. Thank you, God, for what you provided for me on today. Thank you, God, that you gave me life, health, and strength. Thank you, God, that you, you, you made sure that I had food on the table. Thank you, God, you made sure that, that I had a, a job to go to. Thank you, God, that you made sure that, that my life was all right. God, thank you that in the midst of trouble that's all around me, God, you kept me in my right mind. I just want to say thank you. Sometimes we just simply need to go before God and say thank you. When we do this, what we're saying is, God, we acknowledge your glory by simply coming before God and saying, thank you. We're acknowledging the glory of God, acknowledging God in our troubles and acknowledging God is the answer is when we come before him with thanksgiving. God, you're, you've been the answer to my life. You've been the answer to my troubles and my trials. Thank you. God, you, you, you made a way out of no way. Thank you. God, when I didn't know what to do, you, you sent somebody with a word of wisdom. Thank you. When we understand that we're acknowledging the glory of God in our lives, we're acknowledging the fact that God has moved his mighty hand in our lives. When we look at Psalm 103 and 4, it says this. Know that the Lord, he is God. He is and he has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That says it all right there. When we come before a holy God and we become with thanksgiving in our heart and we come and we say thank you. It's understanding that we didn't make ourselves, but it was God who made us. And if it's God who made us, it's God who has to supply 
all of our needs. And if it's God who's supplying my needs, I've got to come and say thank you. And as I come and say thank you, and as I enter into God's courts, I'm coming with thanksgiving. And, and as I come in and I'm giving thanksgiving and I'm, I'm giving praise as I enter into the courts of God, as I enter into the gates of, of heaven as worship, as I enter in, I'm coming with thanksgiving. That's one of the things that we ought to be thankful for. And if we've been praying about it, when we come to church, when we come into the fellowship of the saints, we're coming with joy in our hearts. We're coming with thanksgiving and praise on our lips. Why? Because we've already been before the Father. We've already called upon the Father. And we got up with confidence that God was going to meet our needs. We got up with bold confidence that God was going to see about our every situation. And yes, and it tells us in Ephesians 1 and 16, where Paul tells us not to cease giving thanks while praying. And in Philippians 1, 3 through 6, it tells us again by Paul to give thanksgiving and prayer at all times and to always be thankful. Yes, we got to learn to be thankful at all times. But we got to make sure that we're not just offering up prayers where we're asking God for stuff, but we're thankful that God has blessed us. We're thankful that God has moved in a situation. We're thankful that God has made a way. But it also shows us that we are dependent upon God. Yes, when we give thanksgiving, it shows that we are dependent upon God. We're dependent and we're grateful and we're showing gratitude that God has shown us the way and that we're dependent upon him. Yes, I'm dependent upon the Lord every day of my life. You are dependent upon the Lord every day of your life. And you ought to just say, thank you, God, that I can depend upon you. Thank you, God, that you're faithful. Thank you, God, that you're just in every situation. Thank you, God, that no matter when I call on you, you're right there. Thank you, God, that no matter what I call on you for, that you're able. Yes, I thank God that Paul wrote that scripture above all things that you can ask or think he is able to do it. I'm thankful that God blesses me. I'm thankful that God moves in my life in a mighty way. I'm thankful that God has met every need of my life. I'm thankful that every trouble and trial that I've had, God has brought me over and has brought me through. Are you grateful and thankful that every trouble and trial that you've had, God has brought you over and brought you through? You may be facing troubles and trials right now. I dare you just to give praise and give a word of thanksgiving. I dare you to begin to thank God in your prayer time. Instead of going and asking God to take it away because you've been praying and praying, begin to go before God and thank him for doing it. Begin to go before God and say, God, I thank you for moving that thing out of my way. God, I thank you for opening this door. God, I thank you for blessing me with the resources and the finances to meet this obligation. God, I thank you. If you go before him with thanksgiving, it's saying, God, I'm dependent upon you. It's saying, God, I've got my faith in you that you've already moved in my situation. And if I go before God with thanksgiving, I'm acknowledging that I'm dependent upon you. Yes, and even going before him, thanksgiving, it helps us to understand other areas of our prayer life. When I go before God and I begin to thank him, it helps me to understand that I made a petition before the Lord. Yes, I put some needs on the table before the Lord. And the reason that I'm giving thanks now is because he's met those needs. I go before the Lord and I may have been interceding on behalf of someone. And I'm thankful now and I'm giving praise and prayer of thanksgiving now because somebody came through. Yes, somebody's life was spared. Somebody was delivered from the hospital bed. Somebody's life was turned around and transformed. 
Somebody got saved because somebody interceded. And because we gave the prayers of intercession, it, giving prayers of thanksgiving helps me to understand that the next time there's trouble on the horizon, all I've got to do is call up the prayer warriors and say, intercede on my behalf. And we'll bombard heaven together and knock on heaven's door together. And then we'll come back with praise of thanksgiving. We'll come back and give prayers where we're thankful to the Lord for what he's done in our life. When I understand that praying is important and we've got to give prayers of supplication, we got to give prayers of intercession, but don't forget to give prayers of thanksgiving. Yes, begin to thank God for what he's done in your life. When you pray, go before him, especially if you know that God has already moved, he's already blessed, he's already healed, he's already delivered. Stop and say thank you. It's just like those 10 lepers when they left and they were healed along the way. Be like that one. Be come back, willing to come back and give a prayer of thanksgiving. Be willing to say, Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've done. Father, I thank you for delivering my body. Father, I thank you for, for saving my soul. Father, I thank you. And when we come with those prayers of thanksgiving, it just encourages us before the Father, it glorifies the Father, and it helps us to understand that God is a prayer-answering God. Go before him with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise, and let God know that you're trusting, you're leaning, and you're depending upon him. We're going to close out a little different today. For those of you who may be seeing this online, we're going to close out in prayer. And if you have any specific prayer requests, I'm going to ask that you will send us a chat or send us a line at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. And let us know what your prayer requests are. Let us know how we can pray for you. Let us know how we can intercede on your behalf. Or let us know how we can pray a prayer of thanksgiving and rejoice with you over something that God has already done in your life. So as we prepare ourselves to close out with our own prayer time, I want you to just send us a line at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. But before we go there, I want us to ask yourself a question. Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Have you asked Jesus to come into your life and be the master of your soul? If not, I want to pray with you that God will come in and save you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're asking that you would save anyone who's heard this message and is calling upon your name. God, we ask that you would go into their life right now, that they would call upon you, that they would ask you, Lord, to come in, that they would ask you to heal, deliver, to set their soul free, O oh God. Set them free from sin, Lord. And God, we just thank you for saving them. We thank you, God, for how you're going to incorporate them into this great family of yours. And we're asking now, Father, that you would fill them with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit. And as you fill them with the power and the presence of your Holy Spirit, that you would lead them, O oh God, to a place of fellowship. That you would lead them a place that they can unite and grow in the faith. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We give glory and honor to your name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
If you've accepted Christ or you just want to connect with us, drop us a line at WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. That's WesleyOnMain at Yahoo.com. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>